An important point to acknowledge, these are a series of extremely complex questions and, and insights that we all need to process. We have many great questions that have come through from the people that are listening. This is why this roundtable is the first in a series. We will drill down further on the insights that are being raised because uh, one hour simply is not enough given how significant this is to the lives of the entrepreneurs and the people that work for them and to the greater economy. So with that, we have the privilege of bringing international insights from Jacopo Loso from the European Business Angels Network. Jacopo is the Director Secretariat, and you could think of them for those that aren't familiar as the equivalent of NACO in Europe. We also have Pat Gowen, CEO at the US Angel Capital Association. Both Jacopo and Pat lead the NACO equivalent organizations in their respective jurisdictions. And then we have Colin Mason, Professor of Entrepreneurship at the University of Glasgow. Colin is the author of NACO's annual Angel Activity Report, and he brings unique perspectives on how angel activity tends to ebb and flow over time and insights on what we can expect in, in the current environment and perhaps some perspectives on how we can help mobilize more angel capital, which is badly needed by the entrepreneurs that are struggling to keep their companies afloat. With that in mind, perhaps Colin, as a leading researcher and professor in entrepreneurship, can you share some comments given what you're seeing on the ground? Greetings from, from, from Glasgow. As you say in your introduction, uh, my, my connection with, with NACO is our, I author the, the annual investment activity report. I've done that for several years. And, and that actually provides the evidence base that Colin Deacon talked about, just showing the importance of, of angel investors. Okay, it only shows the um, part of the angel market, the organized part of the market, but nevertheless, it just shows how vitally significant they are and just reinforces everything that's been said already. It gives you the data to demonstrate the kind of pipeline role that angels have. I'm not sure actually I'm going to say very much that's new or even anything that's new, but simply to reiterate what's been said. Clearly, the, the, the investee businesses that, that angels uh, have in their portfolios are facing a revenue crunch, uh, cash burn, dramatically shortening their, their financial runway. Angels are perhaps even more exposed than, than, than venture capital funds are because they're investing in new and early stage companies uh, with little or no financial cushion, these companies are at the product development stage, developing the minimum viable product. They've got limited revenue, maybe no revenue, but, but, but fixed costs. Angels themselves are under cash pressure. Their own wealth may well have been reduced by what's going on in global financial markets. So the amount of kind of play money they have to invest in angel businesses is, is reduced. They need to support um, their existing companies to keep them afloat. It's unlikely at the present time that the, the kind of financial escalator will work in the angels won't be able to pass on their many of their companies to, to VCs for follow-on funding. So pressuring angels to have to put in more rounds of funding um, than they perhaps might have, might have in, in, in envisaged. Of course, angels want to make sure they've got some funding available for uh, what, what was the phrase of, of COVID-19 opportunity-based businesses in life sciences, healthcare, and, and so on. And it's unlikely they'll be making new investments. We, we, we saw this um, certainly in the UK back post-dot-com um, crash, where angels were for the for, for two years after the dot-com crash, they were only support only investing in their existing portfolio companies. They weren't making making um, new investments. 
The, as, as, as we've said before, the investee businesses will need to manage and reduce the costs, revamp the business models, pivot and so on. So the role of angels in mentorship and advice will actually be, be critical and, and crucial. The entrepreneurial ecosystem is at risk uh, with a lack of startups, risk of high closure rates amongst ventures that potentially are moving to Series A funding. The, these are the companies that typically create, disproportionately create, create jobs. So what can governments do? Clearly, they've got to support angels. Research I did in the UK showed that post-2008 global financial crisis, angel investing held up much more strongly than, than venture capital vest, uh, investing did. Just, again, underlining the importance of, of angel investing. So tax reliefs, make, make the tax reliefs that, that angels uh, have access to, make them more generous. Co-investment funds, typically co-investment funds are one-to-one, one dollar of private money, one dollar of, of, of government money. I, li- I like the idea of, of, of altering that, that ratio and, and with government investing on the, on the same terms as the pari passu terms as, as, the, as the angel. There's also a lot of talk about creating convertible debt instruments to, uh, to address the immediate kind of cash problems of investee businesses. More generally, increasing grants to, to tech and innovative companies, suspending tax and social payments by companies, that's happening in, in, in UK, subsidising employment costs, subsidising the costs of companies putting their staff on furlough uh, rather, than, rather than firing them and potentially losing their, their talent in, in the outcome. And then perhaps one final point that's not been mentioned, clearly there's, uh, there's a lot of talk about um, predatory behaviour by large companies and hedge funds seeking to buy up companies under financial, uh, emerging innovative companies under financial um, pressure and, and, and buying them at knockdown prices. So perhaps government should actually um, scrutinise pr- proposed acquisitions of emerging tech companies in, in this particular environment. Uh, and some research from, from Quebec actually a few years ago has shown that often when, when companies, when, companies are taken over, uh, Canadian companies are taken over by US companies, their knowledge assets are, are shifted down to the, the US. That trend could happen, could accelerate. Final encouraging thought, and again, I think it's been reiterated before, some of the great entrepreneurial companies were created during economic crises. So it's critical that uh, finance uh, remains available for funding uh, new, new company startups. Thank you. Jacopo, what we're seeing in the European response is a variety of measures. France France has been quite active in some areas. Sweden has a long history of providing matching funds. Maybe we can drill down on, on that particular area in terms of the policy response that you're seeing and what perhaps could be applied in the Canadian environment. Yeah, thanks, uh, Claudio, uh, for having us. And thanks to NACO for organizing this uh, extremely important webinar today. It's a pleasure to be with you. I represent EBAN, that's the trade body representing the business angel industry here in Europe, quite of a large network with members in around 50 countries, not just in Europe, but in other parts of the world. And as you know, Europe is a little bit ahead of Canada on this pandemic since we were hit uh, a second right after China. So this crisis, as already mentioned by basically everyone else uh, that has spoken so far, is really creating a very dangerous liquidity threat to the vast majority of the startups, uh, since we're seeing a huge disruption in the market, both on the demand side, but also on the supply chain side. And this is also coupled with the fact that in Europe, we're already seeing 
many new investment decisions being postponed by private investors of the likes of the angels and of the VCs who are actually concentrating on their portfolio now. I wanted to share with you extremely briefly now what angels are doing these days, as well as how the governments are helping to mitigate this crisis. So starting from the angels, they're busy as ever these days, I would say, checking in with all of their investee companies, how to handle the situation. And I think that experience and being entrepreneurs in a previous life and probably having held have dealt with similar situations of, of distress before will, will definitely be in becoming in handy for the founders. So they're mainly providing advice and mentoring on how to manage the business during this tough time. But also I'm, we're seeing a lot of angels morally and psychologically supporting their founders in this complicated time. On the liquidity side, some follow-up equity investment indeed is being done. But as I said earlier, there's a lot, uh, there's a huge uh, slowdown in new in new investments being made. Sometimes we're also seeing loans actually made by the business angels to either their portfolio companies or more on a personal basis to the people working in the companies. So it's really now a moment for we're saying that the governments really need to be stepping up to the plate here to avoid that this liquidity crunch. We're already seeing this not to irreparable damage uh, to the innovation and entrepreneurial ecosystem that was built over so many years of hard work by everybody. In the beginning of March, IBAN sent out a communication to the EU, the European Union, addressing the issue of the liquidity crunch and that the EU needs to work with its member states on finding the liquidity for the startup ecosystem. And we're actually working a lot with our local members, many of which are national bodies also representing the community in providing the government some insights on what to do. More recently, we have seen France announce a 4 billion euro plan. Germany is getting ready to announce a 2 billion euro plan to help startups. And there's a mix of solutions here. There are solutions on, on deferring taxes. There are solutions on covering salaries. There are uh, loans being given at very, very low rates or even zero rates. And finally, the matching equity investments, which we feel is an excellent way to kickstart the new investments again in startups. But I think the most important thing the governments need to understand now is that the clock is ticking. Startups are quickly running out of cash. They need cash. So the quickest way possible to provide them liquidity is the proposed solution that we're, we're really pushing hard for on a local basis. So thanks for, for giving me this uh, brief moment to kind of share what's going on over here in Europe. Thank you, Jacopo. And we intend to drill down on these issues in future roundtables, and it would be great for all of the participants on this call to to contribute to those discussions where we'll have more time to, to go into the granularity and the details that are so important to making these successful programs. Pat, you bring an interesting perspective through the ACA. To situate your, your comments, I'm looking at an article from The Logic, and, and this is the quote, and it references some of your stats. So the venture capital community is anticipating a plunge in early stage startup funding. As investors stop taking meetings with new founders and focus instead on damage control within their portfolios, global seed stage funding has dropped 22% since January, according to a report from CB Insights. And I believe the ACA was referenced in that report. On the comments that have been made up to this point, can you help situate us in terms of the actions that are being taken by the angel capital community and where these portfolio companies currently are? 
Sure. And good morning, good afternoon to everyone, depending upon where you're at. And uh, let me also add my thanks to both Mako and, and Claudio for putting this on. I think it's very important that in these times we all collaborate. So let me take my comments and really divide them into three areas. First, a few comments on U.S. policy. Second, on kind of the ACA proactive response to all that's going on. And then third, you know, what are we seeing from the various angel groups that are part of ACA? So under the U.S. policy, last Friday, the U.S. government passed the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, also known as AIRS Act. And this was $2.2 trillion. In there, one of the more compelling funding opportunities comes from what they call the Paycheck Protection Program, which pushes $350 billion out to startups. But as things often go, moving so quickly, there are some unintended consequences. So there's two things that we've really been tracking for the community. The first is what they call an affiliation rule that at the moment would appear to take a lot of these startups and knock them out of eligibility for this funding because this way it is presently stated, for any company that's taken equity investments, they have to aggregate all of the employees of any of their investors. And if that exceeds 500 employees total, they're not eligible. So you can imagine, especially for the VC funds and a lot of the angel groups, this takes a lot of their portfolio companies and renders those funds useless. So we're working very hard with Congress to try and get that overturned. The second part of it comes down to the level of the funds that the Small Business Administration is pushing out. In a normal year, they do about $30 billion over the course of the year. They are being asked to push out $350 billion, so more than 10 times that amount in the next six weeks, or slightly less than 10 times you know, the amount of time. So you can imagine the burden that this has put on the system. These are causing immediate and real-time complications. From an ACA perspective, we are being very proactive. I think that Lynn mentioned that in trying to make sure that we virtualize all that we can, that we bring out resources, navigation tools. We've created a leaders and action blog that brings back a lot of these uh, historical recollections of the 2008-9 recession, as well as what we saw uh, in the 2000, uh, early 2000s with both dot-com bust and also with 9-11. And, you know, we're trying to make sure that these lessons learned from those times are pushed out there to both angels and to founders. So uh, in closing, let me just say that the early indicators that we are seeing from uh, the angel groups are, just as everyone else said, says, they're pulling back. They're focusing first on the portfolio companies that they have. They are then looking to take a pulse of their members and determine, you know, what do they think funding is going to look like through the rest of this year? And by most accounts, I'm hearing numbers like at least uh, a 50% decline in the level of funding from last year. And advice to all those portfolio companies is, as I think Jeanette said, cash is king, preserve all that you can, cut your burn rates as far as you can so that you can have that prolonged runway that you're going to need. They've also been encouraged not to look for additional funding for at least the rest of this year and probably into next year. Final comment is we definitely see this as an opportunity to collaborate and knock down some of those hurdles that in good times 
you know, really we are unable to, to move the ball down the field. So we think there's going to be a lot more willingness to kind of look at how do we come together and overcome this as one big team.